Hello, and welcome back to Inside the Park from Babson Park. I'm Jonathan Liskov, and today starts a little string of interviews I have coming. I'm very excited to have had the opportunity to interview a few of my fellow Chatham Anglers interns already, with a couple more to come, as well as an upcoming interview with a Babson alumni in baseball and a Chatham Angler alumni who has made his way up in the world of sports. These are nice and quick, ranging from 15 to 20 minutes each, and tell the story of some incredible people and incredible employees. I really appreciate my guests sitting down with me, answering questions, and letting me see their stories. The first guest I have today is Ben Shulman. I give Ben his proper introduction at the beginning of our interview, so without further ado, here's the man himself. Today, I am joined by Ben Shulman, announcer at WAER Sports Syracuse and play-by-play announcer for the Chatham Anglers. Ben, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. It's been such a pleasure to get to hear you broadcasting Anglers games the whole year. When we go to away parks, I do my best to get as close to the broadcast table as possible, trying to get the play-by-plays. I watch along with the game, so I've heard great reviews. My dad says you guys do a great job, so I'm excited to ask you some questions today and hear what you have to say. Well, I appreciate you listening to the broadcast. Sometimes it's hard for us to understand who we're broadcasting to because we just have a mic and everyone, you know, listening to us out there we can't see so when we have people whether it's you or fans at other ballparks sitting around us and reacting to what we're saying it uh it makes it a lot more fun yeah so it's been a it's been a great great time so far but i like to start these off getting kind of to the roots of the subject where you came from where where you've been and so my first question for you is you grew up around baseball as well as some hockey some basketball and broadcasting as well did that experience and those experiences as a kid draw you into this field yeah I think so um you know I loved sports ever since I was a kid most of my family is all about sports so I didn't have much of a choice I was a Toronto Maple Leafs fan and a Blue Jays fan before I really ever even had a choice like I kind of knew I was a fan by the time I came to I guess when I was three or four years old and I also knew that I uh wasn't very good at sports I was like average at best so I I was trying to find a way to stick around, uh, and then you know I had been introduced to broadcasting within my family, and I thought, well, that's going to be the easiest way for me to be around sports, even if I'm bad at them. So uh, broadcasting was kind of where I went. Yeah. So I had whenever people ask me kind of where I'm at as far as my career goes, I I give a similar answer. I tell them that I love the game of baseball. <clears throat> I really want to be in the game, but my playing ability didn't allow me to continue as far as that goes so I kind of took it to off the field and I think you as well as myself are very happy where we're at right now being as close as we can to the Cape League without genuinely being in the Cape League so I'm, I'm happy to hear that you've found that sweet spot where you want to be that's that's good so next up you go from your youth and your experience in broadcasting and your family and then you take it to Syracuse which is a renowned school for broadcasting they've produced many great broadcasters and they do a very good job training their broadcasters so how beneficial has it been to learn the arts of broadcasting there Um, what kind of courses have you taken what kind of professors have you been dealing with and how much has that helped your development it's been you know it's hard to even measure it's been a, a priceless experience for me to end up at Syracuse and have the interactions with people that I have and take the classes that I have so far. Uh, You know, I I went there initially 
Uh, first, when I was six years old, I you know asked my dad where all the sports broadcasters went, and he said Syracuse. So it was kind of on my mind from that point on that that was the school I was supposed to go to. And then I knew there was a great network, and I got there, and I don't think I really even understood where I was going when I applied because you know there's just so many resources for me. In terms of classes, they're not really that sports focused. The way that Syracuse approaches it is they're gonna teach you how to be a journalist and then you find your focus, whether it's sports or politics, or you wanna be an environmental journalist or business, they make you minor in something, which I actually don't minor in sports either. I minor in politics, but they, uh, they want you to find your niche within journalism. So a lot of the classes I've taken are more about how to write a story, how to get a narrative than it is necessarily you know, what to say when a guy hits a ground ball to second base. Right, more the principles. Yeah, but I think that's helpful because, right. you know, I'm going to love sports and learn sports anyway. I watch baseball every day in the summer. I watch basketball and hockey and football all the time in the winter. So I don't need someone to tell me, you know, or I don't need a class to tell me at least, you know, you know what's a curveball and what's a slider. What I need is for them to teach me how to be a journalist and then through other places like WAER where we have – a network and people are constantly giving you feedback and you're getting opportunities to go on the air. That's where I've learned, you know, how to be a sports broadcaster. Right. So the mix of classes and extracurriculars has really helped me get where I am right now. Right. Um, do you have a favorite Dan Shulman call? <laughs> a favorite Dan Shulman call. My favorite so his favorite, I believe, I don't want to speak for him is David Freeze hit the double for the Cardinals. Um, to help them stave off a game six loss to Texas in 2011, and they win the World Series the next game. But my favorite call comes from basketball for him because he's, you know, he's a slightly reserved broadcaster in a way. Like he wants to be serious about it. He's not, um, you know, he wants to be very to the point and direct, and that's what I think makes him good. But one time there was an Indiana basketball game where a guy named Christian Watford takes a handoff at the buzzer, shoots a three to win, and he hits it. And, and I've never heard my dad lose it like that on a call before. He was just just full belly screaming, like, he got it! And so that's probably my favorite. And he would rank that high, I think. But that's my favorite uh, call from him. And my favorite moment might be he was broadcasting a Duke game. They used to have a guy named Kyle Singler who went to the NBA. Yeah. And Kyle Singler jumped over the scorer's table to try and save a ball. And he actually did. He saved the basketball through his legs, and he dove and landed on my dad, broke his headset, broke his chair, like completely took him off the air in the middle of the game. So that was pretty funny. But Wadford for the win uh, would be my favorite call. I, I'm very interested in making sure I hear that call. I will play it for you. I'm, was it? It was at Indiana. It was yes. at Indiana. And it Who was, were they Was playing? it against Duke? It, it might was have Duke been. or Kentucky? Now you have me thinking it was Kentucky, because I don't think it was a Big Ten game. But I don't remember exactly. I, but I, we'll we'll get it up after. My this. personal guess is either Duke or Kentucky. Okay. I think I remember what you're talking about. I think I'm playing it in my mind right now, but I'm not sure. We'll figure that after. So, I uh, I asked Emmanuel, or I plan to ask Emmanuel the, the same question. But um, what has been the best part about being in the Chatham Anglers, and what has been the best part about spending this summer in Chatham, and how good has it been for your development? You mentioned that you don't take sport-focused classes at Syracuse, so you're getting your experience here. And I'm, I would imagine, and I kind of want to touch on this towards the end, but I would imagine you want to further your career in sports broadcasting. So I said to my parents at the beginning of the summer, this is step one for me. 
on my baseball slash business operations journey in baseball. Would you say the same about this summer in Chatham and how important has it been to be spending time this summer in Chatham? Yeah, in terms of step one, I'm not really sure. Um, you know, I've had, a, I've broadcast a few places, um, but this is, you know, one of the largest, if not the largest steps on a journey to broadcast baseball. I think the best thing about the experience has been the people that I've gotten to meet and work with. Uh, you know, whether it's working with Emmanuel, who's got a year of experience on me and is you know, a very accomplished college broadcaster who I can learn a lot from, or everyone else within the media team. You know, it, it really helps me to learn from people who cover the stories in a different way than I do because they look at the game a different way than I do. And then I get to take things from that to try and make myself better. And not even just the media. I mean, working with you and Jack and talking to the players and coaches, you just get so many different perspectives. And if you're trying to be a storyteller, which I, I guess I am, then you have to understand what everyone's, how everyone's looking at the game and just the collaboration that we've all had, working with you guys, working with the writers, the visual media interns, the players, everything, just to try and bring in all these personalities and meet so many people from places that I really haven't met anyone from before. Like, I don't know anyone from Arkansas until I met Adam Scoggins. I've never met anyone from Arkansas or anything like that. So I, I think working with people uh, that are passionate about what they do has been great because I'm passionate about what I do. So I, you know, the last thing I want is to work with people who I don't think want to be great as, as much as uh, anyone else. And everyone here wants to be great. Right. And I think it's valuable. You mentioned to see all the sides of the game getting stuck in that kind of rut of broadcasting. Sometimes you can have a one dimensional viewpoint on the game when you're talking to coaches and players and baseball operations interns and media interns, it's a completely different kind of lens and you get to see into the game from all the different sides and that makes you better as a baseball mind and you can take that into your broadcast. I mean, there, there are people all around the country <clears throat> from all different schools that can broadcast a game very well. What, the, what I believe differentiates them is the ability to see into the game and give that insight that other people can't and I think that you guys are well on your way, and you and Eman do a great job at that. Thank you. Um, so this summer in Chatham, I think I've personally heard a couple calls from you that are my favorite. Do you have a moment that stands out that's been your favorite call and just a moment that stands out to you as well? I, I'm not going to forget that one. Favorite call? It's hard. You know, I, I, I don't think about the game in the grasp of how I, I call it necessarily. Like, I have favorite moments from the season, but you know, the players are so much cooler than I am <laughs> that their moments are better than mine. Um, but you know, this year the A's went back to back. They really needed a win at Yarmouth Dennis, a team near the top of the division. They had surrendered a lead. They were only up one. Um, Matt Hogan, well, Johnny Castagnazzi hit a homer and then Matt Hogan hit a homer, I believe. And so, you know, I was just, I was just being genuine reacting like that was, um, you know, an incredible play for them. It's probably their biggest sequence of the year. Very so, yeah. um, you know, I was happy with the way I reacted to that. But it's hard for me to pinpoint one right now. I might, you know, when I go back and listen to everything again at the end of the year, I might have a more concrete answer. But, you know, hopefully uh, my favorite call is still to come because we got a lot of baseball left uh, and the team is getting better. Hopefully we're always getting better and the best call uh, is still upcoming. So you mentioned a couple minutes ago 
working with Emmanuel and a couple of the other people around the Chatham Anglers, one of the people that you work closest with is Vegas Golden Knights broadcaster Dan Duva. Yes. And he uh, has been teaching you guys a different kind of side of broadcasting each day, whether it be uh, an English lesson or an actual broadcasting lesson. What has it been like to work <clears throat> with Dan, and what have you learned from working with a seasoned pro like him? Well, it's been the experience of a lifetime to work with Dan, really. I mean, he is he's shown a side of broadcasting to me that I think I, I hadn't worked with someone intensely enough to see before. You know, you said an English or a broadcasting lesson. Half the, day, half the days we're learning a life lesson uh, about how we can do something in our everyday life that's going to make us a better person, a more interesting person. And then that'll make you a better broadcaster. You know, I, I've gotten feedback from people before. I've worked, you know, at least remotely because it's COVID. So you can't see people that much uh, until recently. But I've worked remotely with pros. But to have the opportunity to sit down with someone who, you know, has succeeded so much already in this industry and just talk, shop with them constantly, go over from little things to just complete overarching concepts like, are you relating to people? Are you talking about what people are talking about? Or backing off to like, you know, you should say the type of pitch it is to build suspense for whether it's a strike or not. Instead of saying strike fastball, say fastball and then strike. And then people are hanging on their seat. It's, it's little things there and then it's big things as well. But overall, you know, it's an experience that not many kids have to be able to work with someone on a day-to-day -day basis and, and build a, a friendship with someone on a day-to-day -day basis that has succeeded so much within the industry. So, yeah, it's I'm incredibly grateful for the opportunity and it's it's been so massive for my progression so far and I hope over the next two weeks and then for the rest of my life it still ends up uh, being something that, that continues to be a, a great friendship and a great working relationship as well. So. I have one more question for you, but before I ask that, I appreciate you sitting down with me for a couple of minutes. I want to do these short little interviews with all the people around the hangers, because like you said, I want to hear all their stories, all their insights. But the final question that I have for you, and we kind of touched on this a little bit, is after this summer, what's next for you? And if you have something in mind, what kind of advice have you gotten or would you give that sticks with you as something that you don't really forget and is, is going to kind of guide your progression so in terms of advice i mean whenever you know something gets tough you know it's, it's a grind to do this stuff sometimes and like i'm not out there hitting baseballs that are going 95 so i'm not <laughs> doing anything uh superhuman but my dad would always tell me as a kid just related to anything if it was easy everyone would do it so i always think about that you know sometimes you're gonna have to work hard and do things you don't like and get tired and get frustrated when you're doing your work but if it was all fun and games then everyone would be a sports broadcaster or everyone would be a doctor or everyone would be a professional athlete it's going to have to be difficult to get to where you want to go the the good things in life are not easy and then in terms of where i want to go what's next in the immediate future is i'm returning to syracuse for my senior year I'll be the assistant sports director at WAER, uh, which is a position I'm looking forward to working in a ton alongside our sports director, Jaron May. I work at a couple other stations there, TV station Citrus TV, Z89, another radio station. I just started doing some games for the ACC network at Syracuse, so that'll be great. And in the future, after school, you know, 
if I can broadcast games uh, and keep my lights on and my water running in the immediate future, that'll be just fine for me because, you know, as much as there is hard work involved, you know, this is just fun for me. It doesn't really feel like uh, like I'm going to a desk job and sitting at a cubicle or something like that. You know, I, I come here every day and I watch baseball games and, you know, the hardest thing that happens is there's a baseball game that's like 9 nothing, but that's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm at an entertainment venue doing what I want to do. So, you know, I, I hope that I can continue doing it for as long as I can and, uh, and you know, as long as, I'm, as it doesn't put me on the streets, I will continue to, to do sports broadcasting. Well, it's been a pleasure to meet you this summer. I'm very excited to follow your journey and see what, what this has in store for you. Uh, again, I appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure. It's and, been great. Uh, I can't wait to hear the best calls yet to come for the Anglers this summer. Hopefully they start playing a little bit better, but um, I, as I've been saying all season, I, I think it's going to come, so we'll, we'll see. But I thank you again. Thank you. And uh, when you're president of the Yankees and they have an opening in broadcasting, I'll slip my resume it's gonna in and be we'll hard see not what to happens. Thank you. It's going to be thank hard you. not to thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll see you. All right. By the way, Dan's fantastic Watford for the win call was between unranked Indiana and the number one ranked Kentucky Wildcats. Ben was so much fun to interview, and believe it or not, he's even more fun to talk to off air. I really have been so happy to get to know Ben and hear his voice cover Chatham Angler's baseball all summer. And as I mentioned in the interview, I can't wait to follow his journey and hear his upcoming best calls. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more Chatham Angler interviews this week. Until next time, I'm Jonathan Liskov.